You're listening to B2B Nation, a podcast from Technology Advice designed to help marketers navigate the modern B2B buyer's journey. Here's your host, Mike Pastor. Do you get influencer marketing? Because I'll be perfectly honest, I've struggled to understand influencer marketing in its current form and how it differs from having a paid spokesperson. I'm Mike Pastor from Technology Advice, and since I'm being honest, I'm beginning to get it. But our marketers? Uh, it, it's a it's a mistake I see a lot of influencer influencer marketing people do, especially when they're new to it, is try to dictate to their partners what it is is going that they want and how to have it done. Um, the best way to do work with influencers is you say, here's what we need. Here's the messaging we have that we want to be pushed out there. Tell us what you think is the best way to get to there because they're going to know their audience. They're going to know how to sell it to their audience. They're going to know how to speak to their audience about it and be able to have that conversation that is really what you want to happen. You want that engagement. You want that conversation to start and you want that partner that you that you've found to be the person kicking that conversation off. That's Patrick Quinn from Big Commerce. And on this episode of B2B Nation, we're talking to Patrick about influencer marketing in B2B and beyond. Welcome to B2B Nation. Patrick Quinn, welcome to B2B Nation. And why don't you take a minute or two and tell us who you are and what you do. Yeah, thanks for having me. I am the influencer manager for Big Commerce. Um, it's an e-commerce platform. And we work with just about any sort of brand out there. And we're talking B2C, enterprise, small business, mid-market, B2B, just about anything. Anybody who needs a website or who needs to be selling online, which is just about any business, Big Commerce is the place for those businesses. Um, they're able to, you know, handle the build the websites, uh, handle their sales deal with all of their uh, their payments options and everything like that. And it makes it really easy, just kind of like a drag and drop sort of a, a format. So that is, that is who I am currently. All right. Influencer marketing. It's a term that's gotten quite a bit of attention past few years, especially in B2C circles. How exactly do you define influencer marketing and how does it work in B2B? Yeah, it's, it's a weird thing because... Um, Influencer marketing is still relatively new. And honestly, it can be defined in so many different ways. And it really is, even in my day-to-day life as I'm working, defining what an influencer is and what influencer marketing is can change depending on what my goals are. But generally, the most general definition for it would be getting somebody who is an industry expert or somebody that is being listened to about a subject getting them to partner with your brand and speak about them in whatever capacity it is that you're looking for. And when I say anybody, I use that term even loosely because there have been times when I've used businesses, I've used um, food trucks as quote unquote influencers uh, because they are the people or the things in the space that people are looking to for guidance on what to buy, when to buy, what the best uh, options are, things like that. So. It is a, it's a loosely defined area, but it makes it fun to work in because you can define it the way you want it to, and you can kind of mold and shape influencer marketing to work how you want it to work. So one question I've heard asked, and I think I've asked myself from time to time, is how does influencer marketing 
differ from the old idea of the paid spokesperson who kind of <laughs> represented your brand across media. And I, I think the first part of the answer here as well, there's a lot more forms of media and they're a lot more interactive than they used to be. Yeah, right? for sure. Nobody yeah. asked Ronald Reagan when he was the face of GE to go on Twitter. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Or even like, like think back in the day when like uh, Michael Jackson was, uh, was uh, spokesman for like, Pepsi or anything like that in the eighties there, like you said, there is no interaction. There's no response to your audience. There's it's basically just, Hey, look at me. I'm the person that influences people because I'm famous and I will have a big reach. Influencer marketing is different in a lot of different ways. Um, one of them is that interaction. People become successful influencers by not just growing an audience. Uh, a lot of people could do that just by with an image and just the way they look, but really by interacting with their audience, by making their audience part of their own growth, part of their own conversation. So when you partner with the right influencer and as an influencer marketing manager, it's finding the right people. You find people who are able to speak to their audience, who are able to interact with their audience, and you're able to actually go out and find people who will be a solid partner for you, or you at least you hope that's the best case scenario is getting out there and vetting people and saying like, you know what, this isn't going to be really a good fit. I don't want you just holding up a product or, or speaking about my brand and then going off and doing something different with a, maybe a different brand, a competing brand, you know, God forbid. So with influencer marketing, it's different than just the celebrity influencers because, because of that conversation and because of the fact that you're able to go out there and define who you want to work with, find the people who are actually having legitimate conversations with their audience and finding people who are able to steer the conversation and steer the eyes towards the thing, the product, the um, campaign, or just the, uh, the thought leadership that you want them to be doing. For marketers who are thinking about starting an influencer marketing campaign, maybe want to get one off the ground, where do you start? Well, first thing you need to do is define what it is you want to do. Um, I know this seems like a very basic thing, but a lot of times people come to me, even within my own company, and they say, hey, we want to work with influencers. And I say, okay, well, how? And they don't really know. They don't know what, what it is they're looking to do. They don't know all that stuff. So I've put together like a questionnaire to help to guide them to say, okay, what is it you want to do? What are your KPIs? How do you think we want to get there? What are your key messaging? Because a lot of times, and especially with something like big commerce, which is, you know, it's not as well known as, you know, picking up a soccer ball from Adidas or something like that. It's nuanced. You need to be able to um, inform the partners that you're going to be working with. You need to get them to be driving the right key messaging and get them to understand your product. So to start with an influencer program, it's that. It's defining what it is you want to do. But then secondly, secondary is finding the right partners. Um, I spoke about before, it's, like, it's a big part of influencer marketing is finding the right partners. And no matter how hard you work and how hard you vet, every now and again, you're going to whiff. You're going to find somebody who you think is great. They're speaking the right messages. They're talking to the audience you want. They're hitting the demographic and psychographics you want. But maybe just their content just didn't hit on this, on this partnership. But a lot of the work is just that, is finding the people who are going to be right for your brand. It has to be a good partnership. 
and not just here's some money, do a thing for us. Great. It's it's uh, there's a term I coined. It's called uh, post and ghost, where somebody posts for you and then they're gone, and you never hear hear about them again. They never talk on their platform about your brand. They never talk again about you know about your your sweater that you're selling, whatever it is. So finding the right partner is is it's a long process to do. Um, but once you do find the right people, then creating the campaigns becomes easy because then you find a partner who's actually there to collaborate with you. Somebody who's able to say like, hey, I love what you're doing and I love that you have your key messaging and what your goalpost is. Now I know how to make that happen for my audience. It's a mistake I see a lot of influencer marketing people do, especially when they're new to it is try to dictate to their partners what it is is that they want and how to have it done. Best way to work with influencers is you say, here's what we need. Here's the messaging we have that we want to be pushed out there. Tell us what you think is the best way to get to there because they're going to know their audience. They're going to know how to sell it to their audience. They're going to know how to speak to their audience about it and be able to have that conversation that is really what you want to happen. You want that engagement. You want that conversation to start and you want that partner that you that you've found to be the person kicking that conversation off. And has that evolved? Because I feel like I mean, it's not fair to call it influencer marketing, but right. There was that it's all sort of started with the internet with like, hey, can you mention me in a blog post? Right. And it was just like, okay, you send me an email, I mention you, you send me a few bucks via PayPal or whatever it is. Right. Yeah. Um, but now it it sounds like if you're a professional influencer, you strategize with the companies you're talking about. Like you were just saying, you, you uh, 100%. sit down, think about it, talk about it. Yeah, I, I've had people turn me away. Um, they, you know, uh, just because either they're working with another brand that's a little too similar, or they're like, "Hey, that's not going to line up with my strategy." And when you get somebody like that who says no to you, um, even if you have some bucks behind it. Then you know you're actually at least speaking to somebody who is who could be a, a legitimate partner for you. So you know you keep those relationships alive because down the line you, it, something might turn around and they might say, "Hey, you know this would be a good uh, fit for me now because whatever it is that made it not work in the past, you know, is is no longer an issue." So yeah, having that conversation and making sure that they are partnering with you. And it's not just like, you know, here's the money. I mean, you'll find plenty of those. If you have money, you can pull in a ton of influencers, but they're not going to be the right influencers unless you really do the work and dig and create that, that partnership that you want. The people that I work with now, as long as they are doing something that's even remotely good, even if it's a complete whiff, if I see them putting in the effort and stuff like that, I hire them again and again. There are some partners I've had that in the past nine months with big commerce that I've worked with already nine, 10, 15 times. And it becomes a great relationship for our brand because people in their audience are seeing big commerce over and over and over again. And they really understand that these partners that I have are devoted to the brand. They understand the brand and they really want the brand to succeed. And then from on their end, you know, they continue to get business from us. And it just really, it's a, it's a great symbiosis, I guess you can call it. And that's, there's a lot of brand marketing that works that way, right? You may go viral. You may hit the jackpot. Yes. Right away. Right. Everybody wants to do that. But the more likely scenario is that you are 
in the right place at the right time on a regular basis. Exactly. Instead yeah. of the explosion, it's the slow burn. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I actually come, I, I got into influencer marketing because I came from the influencer side. I was uh, one of the co-founders of a website called Life of Dad, which is a parenting website. And my partners and I, we grew it out to be one of the biggest parenting sites in the world um, a number of years ago, especially on the fatherhood side of things. And we did campaigns a ton of times. We would actually collaborate with a lot of different influencers. We'd get them working together on campaigns just to drive social engagement, all this stuff. And sometimes I would come up with a campaign that I know would kill and be great for the brand. It would be awesome. And we would work, work so hard on it and it goes nowhere. And you just like, ah, oh, and it kind of kills you on the, on the inside. But on the other side, on the other hand, there was a time when we were in talks with uh, Cheerios about possibly doing a campaign. And I started something called the Cheerios Challenge just on a whim. We weren't even contracted with them yet, um, where I stacked Cheerios on my sleeping son's nose. And it blew up so big that within two weeks or maybe three weeks, President Obama was stacking Cheerios on a doll for a BuzzFeed video. And it all started from something I threw out there. So like you said, you, you hope for things that'll explode like that. But it's so rare. This is after 10 years of doing all my life of dad stuff. And then this thing went really big just out of sheer coincidence. So the, the real value in working with a partner is not hoping that, I mean, you can hope for that big thing. But what it really is, is finding a partner that's going to be there with you through the long haul, because that's where you're going to get the value out of it. You're going to get them becoming more and more loyal to your brand. They'll speak about you more often even without paid um, paid partnerships happening. So you'll get that earned media, you get the paid media when you do partner with them and you establish yourself as a brand that they really trust and then their audience will then start trusting also. So I have one kid who he could stack Cheerios on his nose while he's asleep up to the ceiling and he would never know. And I have one kid <laughs> who if we put one Cheerio on her nose would not go back to sleep for a week. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I promise you last night, our five-year-old got up and got sick. And my 12-year-old who shares a room with him never budged, never even blinked an eye. He was, he would, and we were all in there moving mattresses, like lights are on out cold. But yeah, so our kids are very similar. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> How do you vet influencers? We're all familiar with celebrities who represent brands and then they do something they really shouldn't do. The brand doesn't want to be associated with. And those are people whose lives are largely an open book. Yeah. So how do you, how do you go and vet influencers on the great big internet with all sorts of people out there? <laughs> well, depending what it, on what it is you want to do and what conversation you're looking to have. So let's say you, you want to work on, I'm just looking at my desk. My daughter's hairbrushes here. You're, you're selling hairbrushes or your business is, trying to partner with manufacturers who make hairbrush parts. First thing is, you know, you can use tools like there's Analytica, there's Isaiah, influence.co. There's a ton of different tools out there that you can go on and they will give you lists of influencers. And it's based on conversations they've had, hashtags they've used, all sorts of like online metrics that they pull. So they pull in data and they're able to say like, hey, these would be good partners for you because they speak about those things. You can use those, to, those tools if you don't have them. Some of them can be pretty pricey and maybe your business isn't um, prepared to kind of throw down, you know, five or $6,000 a month for an influencer program. 
um, that'll help you with the CRM and the identification and all that kind of stuff. You can really just go online and start typing things in, like, you know, looking for an influence or not just influencers for hairbrushes, you know, influencers for hair products. And then you'll be able to find there's lists, there's tons of companies out there who have created these lists. I was actually just looking for somebody within the CBD business to, I was looking for partners for that. And I typed that in, I typed in CBD influencers and an article popped up from one of the partners that I work with the most with big commerce. So this guy, Shane Barker, who's a marketing expert, I popped up, I threw the, threw uh, my query in there and one of his articles came up and I was like, well, this is just fantastic. So pulled influencers that way. So it could just be a Google search, just finding the right people on the, on the high end of it. But then to find the right partners, it's really a lot of legwork. It's diving in, looking at their content, you know, checking the hashtags, seeing like, first of all, their numbers, making sure their numbers are legitimate, making sure they, their engagement is real, but then diving back in just, you don't have to go too far, but, you know, maybe just go post one post this month, one post from four months ago, one post from a year and a half ago, and just reading through that stuff and not just the content, but also reading the comments, you know, finding out what other people are saying, what kind of conversations are happening within their content, because then you're going to get a really good snapshot about who they are and how they can work with you. I wish there was a more simple solution to it than that, but really that's the best way to find the correct partners is is doing the legwork and just really trying to get into their content and finding out what it is. Another thing to do, especially on the B2B side, is talk to the businesses that you're working with and say, hey, who are you listening to? What content producers are out there that you follow? You know, go to their LinkedIn page and say, okay, these are the people that they're, they've shared their, these uh, articles from these brands or these, uh, these writers, these authors. And then from there, you can be, you can kind of just follow down a rabbit hole of different people that might be connected in that way. So that's always you know your 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 customers and the people you're working with is usually a weirdly untapped mark a source for how you can partner with people, and it's a great source because if it's your business, you want to find those people who are within your business or the people you're working with. Find out who they're listening to because then you can kind of backtrack from there too. We have from time to time on this program talked about maybe sometimes B2B marketing has gotten a little too far into the tech and kind of left the people and the work behind, but you're talking about good old fashioned legwork. Yes. Right? Not, not type it in and see what happens. Let the <laughs> AI do it for you. Yeah. Yeah. At this point, I, right. It, you could, I mean, you could do that and you can strike it gold, no problem. But, um, you know, a lot of these influencers, a lot of them out there are extremely legitimate. They are fantastic partners, but there's also a, an equal, maybe not an equal number, but there's a lot of people out there who really fake their stuff and they fake it. Well, it's, it's hard to tell sometimes until you really dive in. So unless you get that human look at it, relying on the software that's out there, it, it'll, it'll point you in the right direction, but you might get burned because you might hire somebody and then later on be like, oh, if I had only looked at their Twitter profile, I would have seen you know the same comment being the first comment on every one of their posts or something, something like that, you know, or the fact that their engagement rates are, are so low, it's impossible for them to have that many followers. So they must have bought followers back in the day at some point. So, um, so yeah, they, 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 uh, 
I wish it was easier, but it is time consuming. But, you know, at the same time, when you're doing something like that, you do wind up getting a lot of information because, you know, you're reading some great stuff from them from if you're finding the right partners and you're getting gaining a lot of knowledge about your business that maybe you didn't know. You're seeing conversations, you're identifying gaps in the in your product or your industry that maybe your brand could be able to fill in something like that. All right. The question we ask everybody on B2B Nation, what is your favorite tool? And as always, we say, don't say your phone unless you're going to cite a specific app. But (laughs) we talk to a lot of marketers who are in the more traditional demand gen, marketing ops roles, and the software that they use, the tools they rely on are kind of household names and stuff. But we're influencer marketers a little bit different. So I'm curious to hear what's your favorite tool? It is. Um, it's it's tools that I don't quite I don't have right now actually. But um, I'll give I'll give two answers. Um, one of them is the one of those um, CRM platforms that I was talking about is Analytica. Um, it's really just a strong platform spe- specifically for B two B. I found out about through, about Analytica through a friend of mine who works for Golan and they work with a really huge tech company. And he said, Hey, this is the platform to use for B2B influencer marketing. They, they are solid for it. They're able to pull the right people. They get the right, they understand what it is you're looking for as a B2B marketer or, you know, an influencer marketer who's dealing with B2B. Um, So Analytica is a really strong tool that I would recommend um, if you, if you have the the means for getting it. Um, But Within influencer marketing, because a lot of it is so human, one of the bigger tools is groups on things like Facebook or LinkedIn. Like honestly, just and I, it's weird to describe it as a tool, but it's like I def- describe anybody that I want to be as an influencer. But being in an influencer group, like especially these private ones, or forming one that is not just to drive your own content or, you know, your own, uh, your, or push your own sales, those groups are invaluable. If I, if I really need somebody, I can go into one of those groups and say, Hey, everybody, I'm looking for somebody who works in, you know, the car industry, who also has a golden retriever, who only lives in Bangor, Maine and has, you know, four children who are 48 and older. And somebody I know will be like, I mean, that was, that was really specific, but somebody I know will be like, Hey, you know, Bill up there or, or Karen there, they, they fit that, that, that group. So that's a great tool is just having the people and the network that you need to help your job. And it's, it's served me a million times over. All right, Patrick Quinn from Big Commerce talking about influencer marketing. Thanks for being on B2B Nation. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks to Patrick Quinn for being on the show and the technology advice crew for putting it together. Amy Dunn, Sarah Sanders, Caroline Wishar, and KJ Pace. You can subscribe to B2B Nation wherever you find your podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify, or SoundCloud. Mnemonics in the Guild wrote our theme song. We'll catch you next time on B2B Nation. (laughs) 